Okay, no, I can do better than that. I can do better than that. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. That's my better, okay? That's as good as it's going to get, because this is season 15, episode one, back and to the future. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Welcome, everyone, to the No Chick Flick Moments podcast. Um... We are, we're sitting here with anticipation, very excited, and we hope that you are too. We hope you've enjoyed the first episode because we are very enthusiastic about getting into it tonight. Yep, yep. And for anyone who doesn't know, um, hello, I am Remy. Hi, Remy. I am the other co-host here, B. Hi, B. Hi. And it was only just now, as I said out loud the name of the episode back into the future that i realized it's calling to this is episode one of the final season and we're both looking back and to the future (laughs) they are telling us point blank what foundation (laughs) they are building the season upon oh yes yes they are yeah And the they in question here, uh, this was an episode written by Andrew Dabb and directed by John F. Showalter. The a description for this episode reads, uh, picking up where we left off last season, Sam, Dean, and Castiel are left to defend the world after all the souls of hell have been released and are back on Earth free to kill again. So yeah. <laughs> so our speculation for where we were sitting at the end of season fourteen. I mean, we already had a good idea that it was hell opening and the souls pouring out, but now we know. Okay, like it's potentially all of them, and it's just whether or not they're bottlenecked. I supposed right. in escaping this hellmouth. Right. Uh, yeah. So we're we're now. Oh, okay. That's exactly what happened, and. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So this episode starts out with its season 14 recap and the song that is playing, like, the final scene, Bob Seger. Um, (laughs) It blends directly into this episode. So we zoom out from Zach's cauterized... Did I just say Zach? I don't know. (laughs) I absolutely did. I was like, zoom out from Zach. Oh, look at that alliteration. I'm going to make up a character just for this point. (laughs) We zoom out from Jack's cauterized eye sockets into the ongoing fight versus the risen souls from hell. Ew. Yeah. You can keep going. I still don't need it. It, (laughs) It's been long enough. I still don't need it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What did you say yesterday? Um, Yeah. I'm glad that you found a way to dovetail into what you, you know. Yeah. Your your gross decision at the end of 14. You've done a nice bookend with it, but I I didn't need it. No. No. But we have, we're still Team Free Will against yeah. the world. They're and... clearly outnumbered. <laughs> and their souls zooming around them up in the air. And we really just start off with seeing Cass being the badass motherfucker that he is. Yeah. Um, Cass is, is killing it. He's, he's uh, um, showing off those angel smiteys hands Mm -hmm. and i am here for it it's been so long (laughs) and i mean i'll I'll have it i'll have a little bit of a beef later like when Cass is walking in the town i'm like it's a ghost you literally cannot die what are you doing 
Why do you even have a shotgun? I but. do have some beefs with how they kind of handled Cass in this episode, but we're not there yet. But no, um, he was really good this first scene. Yeah, I really liked the frenetic energy of this first scene. Like, uh-huh. you just felt how overwhelmed they were. Yeah. And... um. Cass calls for Sam and Dean to follow him. He picks up Jack's corpse in a fireman carry and they have a break in the masses and they start running. And oh my God, did you catch Dean's little karate kick at one of the bodies? I don't know whether to call them like ghosts or zombies, but Uh, he did like this little... This little leprechaun karate kick <laughs> into and I was just living for it. I had to back it up several times. I I was gonna say, um, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Karate kick is a little generous of a it term. It is. <laughs> That's why I kind of brought on the sort of clacking your heels feel that we see um, Jensen do sometimes as Dean. It made me. It made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And yeah, they're bowling over these zombos until they manage to find a crypt that they can escape into. And then we get the new opening credit. Yeah. Title card. Do you, have, like, what, do you have any what feelings you about think? that? No, I don't like it. <laughs> I My first thing, I was like still on the cauterized and I was like, oh, please, God, don't make me look at that for 20 episodes. And then... I corrected myself. I think, is it just like the black goo that is the shadow in the empty? Is that ultimately what we're dealing with here? It's like, it's like the, the black goo of the empty, but limed in that kind of like hellfire spark that you get from a demon, like Mm -hmm. dying, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And yeah, that kind of electro boop out. Yeah. The electro boop. Um... So, so that's what, that's what I'm getting from, from that. But it's just like, it's, it's like gooey and, and, and shadowy and it felt kind of like the leviathans again Uh uh-huh i i really liked the wings of last season and i really liked the nephilim eye of season 13 so this is my first like Ooh. <laughs> we okay. have had a lot of oohs uh, over the years, but uh, I'm I'm a little disappointed that the, that that the final season is also a uh, uh. yeah yeah I'm I'm there with you. I that is in my notes. Like the new title card is pretty special. <laughs> I just put the shadow question mark question mark. <laughs> so I'm immediately like wary for all things empty related. Yeah, yeah. But what we see inside the script, Cass has set down Jack's body, Sam and Dean have barricaded the doors, and they're just scrambling to find a way out. Sam, your hair is very large and in charge this season. <laughs> I... It got all that volume that's like adrenaline related. Do appreciate it. It's you got he's got a bit of a curl going on this season. Like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Dean finds some empty beer cans. Yes. Unfortunately. (laughs) And we had a moment where we saw Sam visibly struggling with the sight of Jack's body just being on the floor. And then he kind of pulls himself up and keeps searching the perimeter of the room. Yeah. And even Dean is looking over Jack and admits he didn't deserve it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Sam does uh, say he turns to Cass 
to ask is you know is he really gone is there anything you can do like this sucks <laughs> yeah but, i was kind of like you didn't maybe like short-term memory spazzed out when it came to this fight but i'm like you didn't remember Cass like trying to heal jack when he was in the throes of agony yeah well i mean he was though we had Cass monitor monitoring jack uh through oh, his whole death like oh my mm-hmm. god i'm making myself sad what the fuck but you know we did end the season with with Cass kneeling next to uh uh Jack and and he's just gone but Sam is is you know still it's always that it's that Winchester instinct right what can we do yeah yeah do we, are you sure yeah, that are this you is sure? what it is uh-huh right right uh but there's not too much time to think about it though because it it, it, it because it, I don't know. Jack Jack is one thing, but there's still a uh, hundred zombies beating at the door. Yeah, it's just too much for them right now, I think. They can't really process everything at once. It's like they have to skitter from subject to subject. Yeah. And you can kind of see the way that they're grasping at straws inside of the crypt. Like, what is going on? And they're saying, well, maybe just the souls from hell, they're picking bodies, not necessarily their bodies. So... And I was like, thank you for that, because I was like, everyone in this graveyard couldn't have gone to hell, right? Like, that, that couldn't be, like, oh, this yeah. town's name to fame, is that? <laughs> it's the Australia of Nebraska. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said, what do we call them? Ghosts? Zombies? Demons? Because... We have these hell souls that are possessing these bodies, just like a demon would, just like we see a demon do in mm-hmm. this episode. Um, but uh, I, it, it makes me think of the finale, or yeah, 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 the the finale of season two, where uh, 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 we open a gate of hell and we have demons escaping, but discreet from the demons escaping we also have these souls escaping and we see john winchester's ghost and Mm -hmm. this is exactly that as i see it i mean yeah it's 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 something new that they're we have a ghost possessing bodies um ghost possession is something that we saw just once before uh oh twice before but not often. But yes, so souls, demons, there is a distinction there, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we're kind of covering a gray area that hasn't been frequently trod upon. There's no yeah. ruts on this ground yet. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I felt bad here. Like, Dean is singling Cass out to be useful. Like, come on, brainstorm things. And Cass is trying, and then he's like, okay, well, maybe we can burn the bodies. And Sam's kind of like... Cass, you ignorant slut. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. We have Dean yelling at at Cass, like, come on, give me some ideas here. And and we see Cass trying to meet that demand. I think it's an undeserved demand and and it's it's uh, oh man, Dean my notes just say Dean don't yell at your husband, so (laughs) um but and then and then and then Sam uh, is like, okay, sorry. 
E for effort. But. Yeah, but my astronomy professor from university, points for effort, but you failed. <laughs> uh, I, had a, I had a computer science uh, uh, professor, three out of five, not in the right direction. But. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, and okay, I really liked Dean's little rant here. He went on that tangent about Chuck and like talking about Chuck's smile. And I was just like so vindicated from like Chuck's fucking face. He was, man, he's like, Chuck, I knew it. Dean, you didn't know shit. (laughs) It's just like, it's the hindsight thing that you're now operating with. Like if you had any bad vibes before, you were kind of brushing them away. And now it's like, no, I don't have to do that anymore. And so basically like, here are my read receipts. I'm shaking them out on the table. Uh I'm going to say all the things that I kind of didn't like, but I noticed. Yeah, it was, it was funny. And it, um, it was the first kind of like humor that we saw in this episode, but it was the same sort of humor that we saw running through the episode that kind of like tongue in cheek, uh, not jokey, but still humorous kind of like poke at the story. And, um, well, like, and like the little thing where we had Cass going like, well, I'm not going to starve. And Dean, well, good for you. Like, it's just exactly. this almost exasperated humor. Like, you've hit rock bottom and all you can do is kind of laugh. I mean, they're not laughing, but they're giving us the opportunity to kind of break the tension. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I really like it. And and, and um, I, you know what? I don't think I talked about it in season 14. Uh, well, we talked about humor, but, uh, but there was something in like season 12 where the humor of this series just took off. And, and this, you know, I don't know, season 15, I, it just made me smile and, and I love the show. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I yeah, totally. I like the tone that we're setting for this final season. Yes, me too. And I think we'll dig into it more as we go on here. Oh, yeah. But for now, um, Sam hears water behind one of the walls, and so they decide to use their iron picks and start breaking through the brick there. But boom, there's a zombo on the other side, <laughs> of course. And so Cass, a little help here. Cass just picks the rock slab up and rocks fall, Zombo dies. <laughs> Those special effects, though. What? I know, hey, we get the pure white skull with red eyes flying off. I'm like, mm. what the hell? It, okay, it's the soul from hell. Like, they're like uh-huh. highlighting it as being special from a ghost, I guess. Uh huh. I don't know. They, they did a lot with the. Um... Uh, special effects makeup and special effects like CGI this this episode and I don't know I don't know if I like that particular direction we're going in but again we'll talk about it as we come to it yeah my I personally am feeling like it's not going to be a long-term thing I think it's going to be for this initial like how do we put the cork in this bottle of a hell uh-huh. mouth and so, like, the first three episodes, two for sure, are kind of circling around this, I'm going to bet. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, rocks fall, Zombo dies. And <laughs> then we see behind them Jack's body rise to standing. And oh, my God. the hand wave, such a classic Jack kind of v- image of him. And the hello 
And what what was your brain doing in this moment? Because I went so stupid the second he stood up. I was what like, did you do? Tell me. I was just like, I I I, I just complete blank like stat like TV static in my <gasps> head for for like a full minute when this because it so so jack stands up and i knew enough from um from set spoilers to kind of expect it uh that we were going to see jack back and soon within Mm -hmm. the season um but jack stood up and there was no like reason for it it, it, and and I was just like, no, what? Wait, uh, uh. <laughs> and, yeah. And then this, and then and then it, you know, uh, me as the Winchesters three, we turn to Jack, and Sam says, uh, "Oh my God, Jack, you're alive!" And Dean is just looking at him intently, and Cass is the one to reveal it's a demon. This is not Jack. And and they all, you know, now are looking on this creature with suspicion. But he's just, just like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey guys, uh, no, I, I, oh my god, what is his fucking name? Belfagar. <laughs> Belfagar. He's like, um, yeah, I, you know, closest body, closest warm body. It's not ideal, but but yeah, I'm here and. And like I said, I think I like the first time I watched on the live airing, I missed this whole conversation because I was just like, wait, what? Demon? Demon? You're just sputzing out. Yes, I really was. Well, in my initial reaction, like you could tell by the cadence of his voice, it wasn't Jack. And so I was just like, well, what is this? And my first call to instinct was is this some sort of spokesperson for the empty you know is this a vessel passing on a message like it felt kind of reaperish to me in the fact that like here is the spokesperson for something greater and so that was my initial take was that something was just using jack's body to pass on a message and then no it was belfagar this team but i'm still like i don't think it's a demon guys what I don't think so. There was no smoke. There was nothing like that. Yeah, and there's like yeah. that handy excuse of, I can't show you my eyes, but I'm a demon, I swear. He did say that. He, he you know, gestured to his face and he was like, eh, but, um, mm-hmm. man, that is a good point. Because it was, there was no smoke and I, and I thought about it, but I didn't really think about it, you know? I I have notes for, like, the speculation shit at the end of this episode, but, like, I am immediately, like, I love this character, but I do not think that it's a demon. I don't think that it is what it's representing itself to be. I like this character, but I do not trust it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, pure on Cass's boat here. Like, uh-huh. he's the first to point out that it's not Jack. It's a demon. He's the first to go, like, no, we are not having this. Like, this is a corruption. This is a defilement yeah. of Jack. Fuck this shit. Yeah. He, he, he pins... Uh... He pins Belfagar to a column and puts a knife to his throat and says, get out of him. And... And it's Dean who pulls Cass away to say, 
we need the help. Cass, stand down. But Cass is just so resentful of this moment. I so loved, like, okay, so Cass has him pinned, like you said, and then... Belfagar throws out that insult like your stupid dumb trench coat and that's the moment when Dean pulls Cass back and so like (laughs) my mind instantly I was like Dean just going don't worry baby he didn't mean anything by that I mean yeah how are they so ready to like take the word of this demon like this demon just goes like oh hell kind of went fucky and so I just came upstairs to see what's up like I just happened to know to come here and I know it's you guys and I know a spell and all you guys got to do is give me angel blood. Like, well, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm well, well, shifty when I say, fucking biscuits. I'm shifty biscuits over this whole thing. When I say that, I mean the angel blood aspect, but I am 120% with you on, yeah, I just kind of showed up and I know how to get you guys out of here and then I know how to save the town and, and Cass himself points it out later, like, and I'm, I I guess you know the one spell that will help us out of the situation. And I'm like, Absolutely. yes, like, listen to him. Yes, that exactly. Who is this guy? Why? Oh my god. I was constantly thinking, like, that suspicion, that was a suspicion that Cass was showing in the finale for 14. Like, Mm -hmm. God saying this is the only way to kill Jack. You know, you gotta use the gun. And Cass going, like, why do we even have to do that? Like, he was the one who was showing doubt in the solution that was being tossed their way. And so I was just feeling that same sort of flavor rising up in cast in this episode as well i agree um yeah this is the uh, uh again i like this character i don't trust him uh and we're also only like two minutes into this character so i think more will come up at, as yeah. we go through yeah 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 and like cast saying okay i don't care what he is we shouldn't buy it and Dean makes, like, the worst fucking case possible for himself being, like, Jack's gone, and let's just listen to this demon. Like, I I get the utilitarian mentality that's happening there, but for Cass, hearing that is just like, oh, so you don't give a shit that it's wearing Jack. You just want the answers. Yeah. Like I said, you can see, uh, I think, the resentment in, in Cass that this is happening, and that Sam, you know, yes. as reluctant as Sam shows his agreement, he's still agreeing with Dean to say, Cass, he's right. We need his help. Yeah. Step down. Yeah. Exactly. And so Cass is outnumbered here. He's got to go with the plan. And we get a little insight into Belfagar that he was a tormentor in hell and he likes hell as is. So that's the reason why he's an ally with them is they have their twinsies. and Cass doesn't trust it. I'm like, good. (laughs) Yeah, we are not twinsies. Bless. (laughs) And yeah, so Belfiger has a spell using angel blood and graveyard dirt, and Sam prods Cass to comply. Yeah, Sam's, I mean, sorry, Cass's Cass's face when Sam is like, okay, he needs angel blood, come on. And they're like, oh my God, Cass is just full, are you fucking serious? But seriously, yeah, it's like you guys know this guy for less than five minutes and he's like, just hand me over angel blood for a spell. Like, you don't fucking know what could happen here. Anyways, it works out. 
he does his little hokey pokey hand clap and then it just goes dead silent on the outside Mm -hmm, of the crypt door. And when they go to check it out, it looks like all the bodies that were risen are now laid out on the ground and Belphegor admits that they've all been blasted away. So yeah. I'm like, now we have a soul blasting kind of, it's not a sigil, but a spell. Yeah, yeah. It's It was some sort of ma- mass exorcism because uh, and the, the souls were not destroyed. They were just blasted out you know mm-hmm. so so like it really is just like an angel blasting sigil but but for souls which is something new yes and i i liked knowing that was there i don't think it'll really be used in any big sense but i was like ooh, putting that one in the back sleeve for a pick <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean i mean what is the angel sigil other than human blood and the 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 symbol you know yeah the command to go basically yeah exactly exactly and like such a widespread exorcism again i'm hitting that nail constantly that belphegar has to be way more powerful than he's letting on like i was just a tormentor in hell and i popped up because what the fuck happened and then (laughs) oh anyways yeah later later Yeah. yeah but so far i am liking this character Yes. You know, mad that he is in Jack, but glad that it's Alex, if that makes yes. any sense. <laughs> yes. And like all of a sudden, Alex's comments on social media, like, it'll be like Weekend at Bernie's, is suddenly making so much more sense. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. When I put it in that context, I like stare off into middle distance. <laughs> I'm not okay, but like in a good way. <laughs> oh my gosh. When, when, uh, uh, Balthagar um first stood up uh and, and and was first talking and he still had his eyes burnt out. I'm like, no, put that shit away. I'm so done with it, please. Oh my god, yes. I was I was very relieved when he picked up the sunglasses. Like, okay. I'm so happy they look so cheap too. I know. I know. Again, those fucking spoiler set photos that we saw. And I know that I'm talking about set photos now, but within the show, just an FYI, I won't be talking about set spoilers projecting into future episodes. I will likely mention what I did know about an episode previous at the time to, we're at, talking yeah, about yeah, the episode ex- yeah exactly exactly um but those set photos um where where alex was wearing those sunglasses we knew he was on set and i'm like uh, and filming i'm like there's no way that the sunglasses are like in the episode it, it, it they must be I, in yeah. between scenes right and <laughs> I remember me and Mariah being like, Remy, are you sure that's what you think? <laughs> no way. I th- I was like, it looks like they're filming. I wasn't going to say for sure that it would be in, but I was like, no, that looks like what they're doing when they're filming. Right. And, and again, when we got that reveal that, so Alex is there, Jack is not resurrected, and I was so firmly expecting Jack to resurrect early on yes. that I just went so stupid. It- <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what was happening. I'm really glad that he wasn't resurrected. I really uh-huh. like this twist. 
Me too. Me too. It's yeah. Uh, but yeah. All the bodies on the ground. So Dean looks and says, where are the ghosts then? <laughs> and we jump into a new scene. There are these two girls and they're playing dress up in one of their rooms and talking about, oh, like, where'd you get all this stuff? Oh, my parents are getting divorced. So they're just giving me shit. Divorce is awesome. And Yay, divorce. Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah. And so the friend, Rachel, she is kind of primping in front of the mirror and she sees that her reflection is no longer matching her and she has these blood tear streaks on her face and then it goes violent. She's getting these claw marks and she's crying and then the friend is screaming. Yeah. <laughs> and there, Bloody Mary, her ghost appears. Yeah. yeah. This is the first of many... Ew moments. Actually, the second, if you count the eye shot. But, um, and we I, do. Uh, and we do. Another ew moment. Because, like I said, they are really going for it for the, with these, like, uh, makeup gore effects. effects yeah. 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 We saw it a lot this episode. A lot. It's like your cheek is very chewy, and I don't <sighs> like to think about it in those terms. <laughs> <laughs> we go to commercial. Yes. We come back. We come we back. Our first shot of baby of the yes. season. We yes. get to hear the engine rumbling. Yes. Um, guys, why did you put Cass in the back with the abomination? <laughs> He's not allowed shotgun, apparently, especially not when he and Dean are fighting. Oh my gosh. I felt so bad for Cass. I know. And like Balfagar is kind of admiring his reflection and being like, damn, you know, I look good. And Cass just has the grumpiest face. Yeah, yeah. And then Balfagar starts talking and and oh no, it's not. It's not, is it? It's it's uh we have Sam and Dean speculating on just how big is this. Yes. Sam's looking online, but it looks like it's a localized ghost apocalypse, as Dean calls it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is when Balthagar uh, chimes in with a, well, for now. Mm-hmm. Those souls gotta go somewhere. Yes, yeah. It might be local now, but it won't stay that way. Mm-hmm. And when they're kind of getting a sense of the scope, they are being told, like Balthagar's saying, there's billions of souls, you know, two to three billion potentially coming out the pipes right now. Yeah, yeah. And and they, you know, have a moment of quiet for that little bit of information. Um like, oh shit. What like h- how do we handle this, right? Yeah. The last time that a hell gate opened, you know, this hellmouth-esque thing, there was already a devil's trap built around it. Like someone had already done the work to try and contain it. But here they are starting from scratch. So their first instinct, Dean saying they're going to go back to the bunker and then they're going to find a way to close the rift. And it's Belfagar who chimes in going, you know, if you can. And he doesn't say he has a better plan, but he has something that they can use to bide some time. Yeah. And this this is where Cass says, oh, and I suppose you'd happen to know just the right spell to help us here right yeah and and he and Balthagar says you know as a matter of fact yes I do yeah Uh, lucky you 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, imagine a mile-wide salt circle. Nothing gets in spirit-wise, and nothing gets out. Yes. And And it's Cass who, because uh, we have Sam and Dude in the front, they're like, okay, great. Yeah, let's do that. Yep, let's hop on that. But it's Cass that uh, chimes in with the local, like, the nearest town, Harlan, it is well within a mile of the cemetery and and uh, dean says okay well then we get them out and uh, <laughs> sam says well how are we going to do that and no so- cast us cast oh, goes, really? how and dean goes we lie okay, okay and yeah. I, again i'm like oh i'm sitting there with those fresh feelings from episode 20 of last season and Chuck's whole, I'm a writer, we lie, like that's our gig thing. And I'm just thinking of how much Dean is leaning into the narrative. Like, he, mm, I don't know whether to get into it when, <laughs> whenever, but that Dean still, he doesn't really realize that although he sees he's a rat in a maze, he doesn't realize he still is performing the rat in the maze, if that makes sense. Why? Because you think that this is you think that they're still in the story yes (sighs) i'm like i i don't know if we want to get into now we want to get into it at the end of the episode but i'm like to me belfagar reads as a chuck insert i i agree with you i do it it, it's mm, at the very end of the episode um yes uh, dean brings up you know like everything that we've done it's just for god's entertainment and and uh, we were the rats in the maze and we just every every decision that we made it was under the shadow of chucks sitting back in his armchair eating popcorn and balfagar fits that archetype i that's what I'm feeling. I would love to be wrong, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I would love to be right, but I'd love if they surprise me. But he just reads to me right now as having the answers that they need to keep the story moving in a way that Chuck would find interesting. Like, yeah. that they don't even realize how many layers are upon them, between them and actual free will. And I feel like this episode, I'm hoping, is subtly setting us up with that veil being lifted. Because Sam and Dean are just taking it for granted that this demon has showed up and it's Cass who's questioning these things. And that just really reads in a meta way to me. Yeah, because as you said, it's Cass questioning this demon in the same way that he was questioning Chuck in the finale. Yeah. An episode before I, so, so we have three options on the, on the table. It's some agent of the empty and deaths, Billy's, you know, machinations that we don't know anything about yet. That's option one. It's some Chuck self-insert, and he is um, puppeteering the Winchesters just the same as Chuck always has uh, on the side of God. So that's option two. Or 
what I want, but I don't really know how that would fit in is I want, uh, hell to have a hand in the game. Yeah. You want this to be WYSIWYG. Like what you see is what you get. Yeah. I, I want, uh, him to be a demon now if he is just an agent of some bigger player or if Belfagar is going to, like you said, reveal uh, his true self in time because he is obviously more powerful than he's making himself out to be. Uh, just the, eh, yeah, yeah, I, I can do it. Non-threatening. Mm-hmm. Uh, face forward. But it, I, I want... I, I, I want hell to be, like I said, the hand behind uh, this particular uh, a character. I don't know if that's true. I don't know what that would look like. Uh, but I want more hell. So, Yes. And I'm really optimistic that we will get more hell. I'm just so suspicious of this character. I'm like, here's eight ways to Sunday that they're not what they're saying they are. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I said three options, but there's 20. So <laughs> Because he is definitely some fishy biscuits. Yes. He's very intriguing. I really like this so far. Yeah. 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 So they've been driving and... Mm-hmm. Up ahead on the road, they see a car that's been abandoned and there's blood inside of it, but there's no body. And the whole thing is just ringing all the bells for Sam and Dean right now. (laughs) And they have this dawning realization that their former victories against spirits and the like have been all undone. You know, this seems like this woman in white that we've dealt with. It could be our woman in white. And what does that mean for the greater fight that they've been going through? Exactly. I mean, it's it. the sequence of events here is basically like, this seems familiar. I haven't seen this since 10, since 15 years ago, since the woman in white. And then it follows like, this could be our woman in white. This could be the woman in white. Yeah. And, and like you said, that that is the stepping stone to the bigger realization of every spirit, every bad that we put into hell, that we put away, uh, it could, you know, could come back to haunt us. Yeah, Literally. they could crop up around the next corner yeah. and like there's no saying what scale this goes out to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, oh shit. <laughs> next scene. we. Uh, oh, and oh. actually oh. one more thing. With the woman in white, as mm-hmm. they approach the car, we get these season one flashbacks and yeah. these cuts in the season one flashback. And I wonder, and that happens a couple of times this episode. And I wonder if that's going to be something, I don't know. Again, it's like how much of the episodes from here forward are going to be new ground or old yeah, you know, memories. So yeah. we'll see. My gut right now is like, we're going to see it for sure the next two or three episodes that are like that but i am thinking that they're going to keep us on our toes and probably step away from that soon enough Uh or at least that's what i'm hoping i guess 
Yeah. Yes. Next scene. So there's this house in ruins. There's bloody walls. There's this smash cake. There's very clearly been a party interrupted in the worst way. And Uh a mom and daughter who have gone into the garage. They're trying to hide, but they have no keys. There's no power. And their neighbors are unaware. Yeah. Um, And yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say something about what, like, uh, but they're fine. <laughs> they're just really freaked out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have, you know, revisited every scene that we saw at the finale of 14 with Bloody Mary, with the woman in white, and now with... um. Local chuckle fuck John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember his middle name. I was like, John J. Gacy? John <laughs> K. A. Gacy? John Casey Gacy. <laughs> John Casey Gacy. John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Um, and so this is the aftermath of that. And uh, through while these people are, uh, while this mother and daughter are uh, looking for a place to hide, we have that like, <laughs> I know where you are. Yeah. Oh, just the creepy yeah. cackling. And yeah. he's like stalking through the garage and we see the frost building on the vehicle and we don't necessarily know what happened to the mom and daughter yet, but it just doesn't look like a good scene there, lads. Right, right. Especially when we, you know, know there was some sort of massacre in the house before. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't feel so bad about the divorce is awesome, girls, but... <laughs> Yeah, we didn't have a lot of time to... My brother was like, one of them was hired because she was a really good crier, and the other one was hired because she was really good at screaming. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, like, my takeaway from them, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, well... But, yeah, moving forward from this, we see the Impala now driving into Harlan, and they park, and Sam goes to find the sheriff and give orders about an evacuation. You know, there's this pipeline leak... The EPA is on its way. Schnell, Schnell, let's go. And the plan is is that they're going to corral the people of this town in a high school that's about five miles down the road. And back at the Impala, Dean orders Cass to assist Belfagor in finding the spell ingredients. But Cass just flatly refuses. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't even wait for Dean's response. He says... No, I can't even look at it. I can't. I can't. And he gets out. Yeah. And so he leaves. He's going towards Sam. And then that just has Dean and Belfagor in the Impella. And Dean is looking a little annoyed, I would say. I I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And so Sam and Cass are now going to go off on foot. And Dean... Now that he's alone in the front of the vehicle, he goes and takes the equalizer gun and he tucks it away in the glove box. And Belfagor is eyes emoji at it. And I know, right? Dean's not answering questions. But again, I'm like, strike J'accuse. two, dude. Yeah. <laughs> strike two. Uh, he, he, he peers over the bench seat and he says, what's that? And Dean says... Forget about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, not your business. And Balfagar is just like, he shrugs. Oh, okay. And I'm like, that's too chalant. Like, my initial fear was thinking down 
in future episodes on like what if the equalizer gets into someone else's hands like what if that is something that goes awol you know like good on you whoever uses it to kill will be killed but i i think you and i we talked about this previously i was like well you could just have somebody use it that is essentially expendable to the person who is manipulating them yeah um that that gun is not going to be in the gun box. I mean, it's it not going to be in the glove box two episodes down the road. It's uh-uh. it's not. It's gone. It's so fucking gone. Oh, fuck. I just don't even want to think about it. Say bye-bye. <gasps> yeah. But on a happier <laughs> note right now, we have Belfagar openly staring at all the people walking by and just like... We can't see his eyes. We can't see his expression. <laughs> but you can tell he's a little bit blown away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is He is um, admiring the passersby. And conversationally, he says to Dean, uh, you know, people nowadays are so much more attractive than they used to be. Hell, back in my day, you know, it was a while ago. But back when I was human, uh, we would worship uh, dick-shaped rocks yeah yeah we would just stand around in a circle and worship a, a big rock that looked like a penis and fucking so dean's face journeys this whole oh, scene no. i wrote down dean's face journey exclamation <laughs> mark but you know at the end of the day there were still a lot of warts a lot of humps it wasn't a pretty picture Dean is kind of like checking out of the conversation. You can see him now. And, and, but then, uh, Balfagar, uh, kind of turns and says, but now, I mean, look at those guys. And Dean kind of peers over and, and he does a little, what, 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 what does he do? (laughs) Well, what I have written down for Dean's face journey is like, he, at that whole rock shaped like a huge penis line, he did this shock recovery moment. Uh-huh. Um, when Belfagar mentions everyone had like a lot of humps, there was this closed eyes, shaking head sort of resignation to it. <laughs> and then when these two men walked by and Belfagar's checking them out, Dean also goes to look and does like a eh, not bad sort of face shrug. Uh-huh. Like, that's the best I could describe. It was a face shrug. Like, mm, you know, you're yeah. not bad. Like, fair, 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 fair enough. Fair, Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, to the two men walking by, and um, uh, Dean is too busy uh, uh, doing his own peering that he almost doesn't catch the, ne- the next thing that Balthagar says, which is, I mean, look at you. You're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> But it's the year gorgeous that catches Dean's attention. And he's like, um, what? Uh, dude. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, he's taken get- aback yeah. by it. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Then you can see, like, there's this moment where it's clicking for him about whose face is saying this to him. Because his first reaction is to go, when are you going to get out of that body? Yeah. Yeah. And Balfagar goes on to say, eh... You know, not my first choice, but it was kind of the only choice, and blah de blah de blah. Um, but yeah, I'll probably hop over to the next you know available option. And you know, Dean shows a surprising lack of concern for that. Like, because I think my impression you know what my was... first thought was go, go, when go. 
my first thought when Balfagar started like looking at people, I was like, oh shit, he's shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh and and for, you know, like I said, if Balfagar's like, yeah, I'll I'll get to it when I get to it. Uh but Dean is just like, whatever. But he I feel like Dean should have taken this opportunity to lay down some groundwork. Some yeah. ground rules. Like, yeah. okay, okay, I'm tolerating you right now, but no killing. <laughs> like, it almost feels like Dean just is tolerant of the fact, like, he thinks Belphegor possesses dead bodies. And I'm like, that seems outside of a regular demon's wheelhouse, isn't it? Because, like, oh, yeah, you kill sure. the body, you kill the meat suit, the demon either bails before that happens or, like, they're done, basically. Yeah, yeah. That was at least my understanding of it. But well, here we have Belphegor saying, eh, as long as they're fresh and kind of dewormed, then they're good enough. Well, I mean, we we have had previously um, a number of demons possessing dead bodies, especially in earlier seasons. It's, um, you know, whatever damage happens to the vessel uh, or to the pos- to the person possessed is damaged to the person possessed and if and it's basically like they don't have the healing abilities of the angels so they're not healing their host Mm. uh when the demon bails the body is you know as damaged as the demon left it okay yeah and and so we had you know exorcisms it's like no he's already dead or we had Sam and Dean interrogating a demon and debating on whether or not they should exercise him or or just kill him. Uh, and they check for wounds and like, oh, this is a mortal wound. He's already dead. And I just felt like one of the things was that a demon possesses a living host, you know, like maybe yeah. they kill the, the soul of the host or wh- however you want to interpret that as they're the only ones now in there. But to me, it was like, you couldn't really just have a dead body lying there. And then they're like, goods. But then again, we didn't really have ghosts that did that before too. So maybe Dean is just kind of like, you know, the rule book's kind of in question mark zone right now. The only time we had a demon possess a dead host was Ruby. Uh, I was like, wasn't she in a coma? Like both of them? They killed her. I mean, well, they they pull. They had this whole scene where they like pulled the trigger, pulled the trigger. <laughs> they flipped that switch, you know, pressed the button to take her off life support, as supernatural is one mm, to do. And, yes. Uh, uh, and then they waited for the flat line, and then she, she surged up okay. and said that she wanted some French fries. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess I'm just picking at. <laughs> Picking at nits, nitpicking. I Nitpick. don't even. Know. I was like, I don't think it works the other way around. It doesn't sound right. Yeah. You okay, and I'm like, this is the second time Belphegor has mentioned like blending. He wants to blend. Oh yeah, I and thought so I, it was super I interesting that he pulled that twice. Yes, and so my question was like, is he trying to blend in as a demon or just as a human or like what? What does it mean? My biggest question is, what does he want, you know? Mm-hmm. Because this whole, I want things to go back the way they are. I'm like, you're just Why? one yeah. demon who was a torturer. Like, that's all you said that you did. You keep up on the news, but otherwise you like your job. And, like, that's a lot of, I don't know, intrepidness. Like, you're showing a lot of 
go up and get them to come up and chat with the Winchesters and then just steer them in directions that are convenient for both you and them. Right, right. I mean, uh, he, he said, you know, we all kind of came from the same gate and I didn't have to pick Jack's body, but it was the freshest one, basically. It was the one that could blend. Yeah. And, and also, like, he picked up the sunglasses and put them on before he even introduced himself. Yeah. So it's the first thing on his mind, this 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 blending in idea. And... And in front of people that, you know, he doesn't have to blend in with. He is, like, he's in a crypt surrounded by dead people with yeah. the Winchesters. Like, what? Is, what? Is, what's the point? But, I don't know. I thought it was super, I thought it was super interesting. And then he starts saying, like, oh, I just want, you know, I didn't, you know, I'm not even one of those black, I'm not a crossroads demon that needs to meet my bottom line. I'm not even one of those black-eyed uh, 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 goons that crawled his way out just for, you know, his minute in the sun. Mm-hmm. I, I was just kind of curious is what... I, well, he doesn't even say that. That's what I'm getting from yeah. him. He's like, I just kind of wanted to pop up and see what was up. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, it's too glib. It's too convenient. All of these things. I'm like, I'm just waiting for like the Scooby Doo mask to get pulled off, and it's yeah. Chuck. You know, like that's the whole. I don't know if fear it's I'm having. I definitely get that Chuck vibe. Like, I definitely get it's that. That smarminess, and like oh, part yeah. of it is just kudos to Alex for having such dry sarcasm and being able to use it. Yeah. But the other part of it is like I'm so gun shy of. Like, what is free will at this moment? I mean, it's not even... For me, it's not even his uh, uh, mannerisms. It's the fact that he is the the deus machina. Yeah, the deus ex machina right there for them. Hey, you guys are stuck in a crypt. I just showed up and I'm here to help you out. Right, right. So, um, hey, guys, can you tell this is our final takeaway for the episode? (laughs) So, oh. oh, but we we haven't even finished the scene, and Belfagor finally asking, you know, so this body, like, who was this, anyways? Yeah, yeah. And Dean says he was our kid, kinda, but he says it with such weight, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm dead his now. little dimples of discontent come out yeah. briefly, and. Belfagor goes like, oh, sorry. But Dean's ready to change that sh- subject. And yeah. he moves it onto the spell. You know, what do you need? And it basically boils down, oh, salt? Great. Uh, a human heart? Great. <laughs> yeah, I, it, the face that Dean made at that, it, it, it threw me straight to, I fucking hate witches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're unsanitary. And, like, of course it's got to be something weighty and someone's got to die. Right, right. But, you know, we have Dean with a direction. Yeah. Which is where Dean wants to be. Absolutely. He's got to have a purpose. And so here he's got at least something to work towards. 
So in the meantime, um, Sam and Cass are off in this suburban area and they decide they're going to split their searches of the homes nearby for like trying to find people to evacuate. And so Sam ends up with his rifle out going through the clown house and Cass is the one who goes through the Bloody Mary house and he finds Rachel's body and we get those brief flashes of Bloody Mary. Yeah. And... My other note for Cass was like him walking down the stairs was hot damn. <laughs> Why? It was he a good just chat. looks good the whole fucking time. You know what? Cass walking through the house. I um was too distracted by the AC unit on the wall, the AC um uh, panel on the wall that was reading in Celsius rather than Fahrenheit, <gasps> and I was like. <laughs> Canada, I see you. <laughs> it makes me happy. I didn't notice. So thank you for pointing that out. I now have a little snack. I don't know. Maybe it was 23 or 24, but um, for some reason, I knew it was 20 something. For some reason, 24 and 27 were the two that were sticking out in my mind. Mm. But I saw that on the reader and I was like, the fuck? It's free. <laughs> But then I was like, out in that oh, house. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Canada. Canada. <laughs> and then Sam. Sam walking through his house. He's checking every corner. He's got his his shotgun up at the right. I'm like, Sam, what are you so afraid of? Like, it's one ghost. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm like, if, if you're on evacuation mode, like, that's the face that you are to any people you find. Like, shotgun pointed at doing? them and be like, oh, we're here to tell you about a gas leak that you need to evacuate for. Yeah. Are you, like, fully fucking uh, uh, sweeping every house in this town? Like, mm-hmm. this is... This is not a 20 minute job. I probably missed like if there was like blood on the front door or something like that. And then that was the thing that sent him off because there was oh. blood on the rest of the walls in this house that I could be like, okay, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. like he was like, ding dong, comes in with shotgun out. And I was like, <laughs> oh, Sam, you've been outside of the people world for a while. <laughs> yeah, I thought that I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh and he's in the garage and uh and he it's there that he calls for somebody and the mom and child answer and they have stowed themselves away in the like shelving of the garage mm-hmm, up the upper the storage ceiling. yeah up near the ceiling and and uh and we we see this one little scene of Sam trying to coax down the little girl. And all I could think was like, Sam, you're so tall. You can literally just grab her. Same <laughs> here. I was like, just take your giant mitts and like grab and then set her down on the ground. He was trying to like get her to jump. Like, you can trust me. It's okay. But like, she doesn't have to jump. You could just pick her up. <laughs> Okay. I know. Like if I you were a little bit shorter, I would have been one hundred percent like absorbed in the storytelling <laughs> they were giving. It's just uh-huh. like showing how considerate and caring he was towards kids, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. But but he was he's he looks so large in this scene. Yes. His head was practically brushing the garage ceiling. But <laughs> Oh, and man. the other side effect of him helping her down was he put his shotgun aside. Yes, so I was yes. like, okay, this is definitely going to bite him. And sure enough, once he's <laughs> helped the daughter down, 
I go, the clown, the clown. <laughs> the clown, turn around, Sam, turn around. John Wayne Gacy is there doing a cackle. Yep. <laughs> yep. And Sam turns around and it gets a blade to the abdomen for his troubles. Yeah. He gets slashed across the gut. Yeah. And he ends up injured on the ground and John Wayne Gacy is closing in, but boom, Cass is there boom. with his shotgun. Boom. Boom. Is that and... how... <laughs> Yeah, I'm that's fine. how guns work, right? We're, we're going to move on from that noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, also, this is where I start having issues with how they try to racket up the tension when you have a literal angel against, like, a ghost, right? Because in the graveyard, he was blasting them away. Like, he can kill ghosts. Like, he doesn't have to burn their bones. He was he- using his smitingness, yes, but it was on bodies possessed by spirits. Uh, I, I have I the feeling if he tried to grab Gacy's head and like blast him, then Gacy would just, you know, his hand would go through. Uh, fine. Okay, fine. I'll accept your fucking uh, uh, <laughs> logic in the situation. Ugh, logic. Ugh. Again, but, I'm like, what backstands can I do for the writers? Right. <laughs> no, but 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 this this end confrontation, like what we're building up to for the big like tension of the final few minutes of the episode. I I, I don't know. I'm just like, he's an angel, and I know this mm-hmm. is a common complaint, you know. But it's like, just kill it. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, but but we do have this amazing shot of Cass having blasted out uh, Gacy and and we reveal Cass with a shotgun. Like, OK, so I can say, Cass, you don't need rocks all, all I want, but Misha with a shotgun, like the thirst is real. So, I'll take it. I'll take it. So. Thank you very much for the premiere, just giving us this morsel right off the bat. <laughs> and and uh, Cass, thank fucking God, because I've been yelling at, at this point, I've been yelling at the TV for 10 minutes, like, heal him, you fucker. <laughs> well, it doesn't happen yet. It happens oh in the next God. scene with them. We have this brief bit here where we've gone back to the sheriff who is ordering the evacuation through the streets and the camera changes focus from him to Dean who is exiting this hardware store with hardware store with a big assault. (laughs) He's on the phone with Rowena and trying to be like, you know, get your ass down here. And we don't hear her, but Dean has to rephrase himself to saying, move your exquisite ass, please. Please. God bless Rowena in every iteration. I'm wiping tears from my eyes. I love her so much. Exactly. Rowena, I love you. I mean. Oh, a ghost apocalypse? Okay, well, ask me nicely first. (laughs) I can't wait for next week. I don't see any ghosts over here. So if you want to pull me away from my mimosa and <laughs> charcuterie tray, then. <laughs> this sure sounds like a you problem, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just that little. We're okay. We're going to see her next week. I'm excited. But 
Dean gives the bag of salt over to Belfagar, and he's kind of taking this moment to fanboy at Dean. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he is, like, heart eyes a little bit at, at Dean, and Dean's like, what? what? Yeah, What's your where problem? the fuck is this coming from? Right, right, and uh, Belfagar just shakes it off, and he says, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm kind of a fan. yeah. You were a torturer, I was a torturer, and, like, I saw some of the things that you did in Hell Under Alistair's Watch, and, like, that was art. Yeah, and this is episode one, and we're bringing up Hell, and not just, we're, or, sorry, we we are dedicating a lot of time to talking about Hell, and not just Hell as, you know a thing that we haven't heard from from two years yes i am bitter uh but <laughs> but we're talking about dean's time in hell and alistair when i heard that name i was like oh shit i know i'm talking about very blast, of the ha- blast of the past and i know that i've said this to you uh 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 in the past day or so but um when the vibe that i'm getting from this talk about hell be it the cage or or what hell is like as a you know a place of torment as a location (laughs) as a entity within the story yeah and the demons that you know inhabit it uh uh, this is not like season twelve hell. This is season five hell. Mm-hmm. And I am so excited for what we're gonna do with it. I, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I'm gonna keep talking about like, is this actually a demon thing? Because <sighs> I'm gonna seem crazy when like we get next week. It's like, oh no, he's been a demon. Like, be you idiot. But as like the angles of the camera they chose to use between of this conversation between Belfagor and Dean, like it was the low angle looking up. And I'm like, the last time that they used that that I'm thinking of was when Chuck got introduced again in Mora. Like in episode 20, we had this low shot of him looking up at the sky. And I'm just like, I don't trust anything. You don't, you really, you're really committed to this. I don't, I'm sitting here and I'm just like, here's everything that's making me doubt what I'm observing. And like, I'm going to look like a crazy person when (laughs) it settles out and like, he was a demon the whole time. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're just putting on your reading glasses, and you're you're gonna go into town. Speculation. Why? I, I'm like listeners. This is what it was like the whole time of us watching like 13 and 14 together. <laughs> was just like one thing and being like, what does it mean? <laughs> but but uh. Uh, definitely Balthagar uh, bringing up Dean in hell yes. and saying that he knew Dean in hell and also kind of tying this into the compliment that he paid Dean earlier. I mean, I'm still sitting here thinking, what are your motives? Yeah. Because like, I'm not I'm not trusting your motives. I'm not trusting what you say you're here for. So what really are your motives to be here right now? Mm-hmm. And he's he's paying a lot of attention to Dean, is all I'm yep. saying. 
Yep, and he's spending time alone with Dean. And it's like these little layers peeling back where, oh, you know, I just stopped by. I've heard of you guys. And now it's, hey, Dean, like, I especially heard about you. I'm a big fan. And Dean trying to, I don't know, I wouldn't say brush it off. It's more like he just genuinely doesn't want to talk about it. But he's saying it was a long time ago. And Balthazar just kind of, okay, you know, he reads the social airs enough to kind of step onto a new subject. But he says that all the doors of hell opened down there. And Dean confirms with him, yep, that includes the cage. And last that Belfagor heard, Michael was seen just sitting there. But he makes a point of saying to Dean, I mean, he wouldn't hold a grudge, right? And then pats Dean on the arm. And it's just so ominous. I'm like, this is reading as more than it is. Yeah, for sure. Again, I think that there is a hand behind this Balthogar character. Um, I, I, there is more to this than meets the eye. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just hope it's hell. I hope it's hell. I'm going to be excited however it goes, but I'm so paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so back we're at the garage. Back at the garage, and yes. and Cass, uh, uh, finally, like, come on, man, you're. He 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 uh, uh, kneels down at Sam's side, and he uh, puts a hand over Sam's wound, and that we get to see close up and personal. Yeah, again with those effects, uh, and and he heals it, and the mother on the side is just like, oh shit, <laughs> the fuck, the fuck, the fuck, the fuck. <laughs> um, so so we get the rundown of yeah, he's an angel. That was a ghost. I'm just a guy. But yes, I love. I did that. shoot God earlier today. So and just what? Oh, long story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you just say that you shot God? It's That's a long like story. One of my favorite. Because just saying that to anyone who doesn't watch Supernatural, I'll be like, oh yeah, and I like know, the right? last season they shot God. I was just like, I am so happy to see it being Again. reflected in the show. Yeah, exactly. That's what. I was saying earlier about that tongue-in-cheek humor mm-hmm. poking at the narrative, like Dean earlier saying, like, oh, that Chuck character with his robe and his beard and his singing. Mm-hmm. And, and then now, it's like, I'm sorry, <laughs> you what now? <sighs> but but it is, it's not jokes. It's just, it's inviting the viewer in to laugh at you know to do you know what i'm saying i i do but i almost feel like maybe not necessarily to like hey you guys you know what we mean but to also like make sure that we don't forget that there's that metal layer to what's going on now you know that are we still in the story of chuck's device or are we actually free? Like, there's yeah. those... The, I don't even know how to properly put it to words, but it's like you're saying, like, we get to have a ha-ha, but, like, if we sat there and thought about it, like, what is what are the implications there? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we haven't even talked about the scale of things yet, and you know I love to talk the, about the scale of things, because because coming into... 
we'll probably get into it a little bit more at the end of the episode. Um, but maybe I'll just talk about it now. <laughs> uh, coming out of the finale, it's like, oh shit, did we just reveal the supernatural to the world? Yeah. And now we're definitely pulling that back a little bit. We had Sam saying, no, this is not global. Uh, but like you say, by but, the end of the episode, there is yes. that threat looming that if we don't solve this soon, it is going to get out. Yes, yes, you can't. And we have had Balthagar saying as much through the whole episode, like, uh, okay, this is just day one. Yeah. This is ground zero, maybe, but this is something that you cannot contain or yeah. control. Yeah, the, the cork's going to pop off of this bottle, you know, yeah. how far is it going to fly? How much overflow is going to come with it? Right, right. And uh, and that's just a super, super interesting subject yes. of thought to me yes. because um, because I don't I understand that within the scope of the show and the narrative, you can't overreach because then you're making a different show. Yes, 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 exactly. Uh, but that threat and mm-hmm. that conversation the consequences that could play me. out to our characters yeah, yeah 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 so so i i really like it and and even though uh i don't feel left hanging yes. after this episode i should say because because at at um the end of season 14 it was a oh my gosh and i may have been hoping for something big but after this episode we're kind of left at okay we're not that big but yeah, i don't temper feel your dissatisfied. yeah i don't feel dissatisfied by that yeah um which is i good. agree with so, that so and like speaking of like far-reaching implications like what what does it how are they going to go how far is this going to go when um Cass goes to try and heal that gunshot wound that sam got by shooting god yeah. um there is this flash of Sam in this ominous red lighting and he has dark eyes and just seems so malevolent. And it's just like a one second glimpse, but we hear Dean go, Sammy, no. And we see Dean fall and we see Sam crick his neck in like this really creepy way. It, it, it was exactly how Sam as Lucifer killed dean at the end of the end season five episode three and in the in the apocalypse world he oh never mind sorry he did it with his foot Ick. Ick. Mm. but he did <laughs> sorry lucifer did break dean's neck but it was it was a little different um but my point stands, my point stands in the, in that this is very, very Lucifer-esque for, I, no? I hope not. Oh, absolutely. I hope not. I, what I'm hoping this is, is like going back to like demon blood Sam, <gasps> like psychic Sam. The whole like going too deep too dark type thing that's what i'm hoping is the vibe that this is hinting us towards you want to know my tin hat theory i have tin hats. 
So this wound, this wound that has an energy that Cass mm-hmm. has never felt before. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look very good, does it? It's got like a golden tinge to it. It like, does, doesn't it? Marbleized almost. Mm, doesn't it be? So, Don't do this to me, Ronnie. So you talk about Belphegar maybe being Chuck's agent in this. Mm-hmm. But what I'm looking at is an infection in Sam mm-hmm. that is drawing from God himself. I would be so fucking excited. <laughs> like, if there is this sort of corrupted divine that Sam yes. is taking on. Like... The boy with the demon blood plus God's influence now creating this, like, Molotov cocktail <laughs> of batshitness that I'm like, yes, yes, please. I I think that it was what Cass said in that in this energy, I mean, sorry, in this wound is an energy that, that I've never felt before. Yeah. And when... A cast tried to, you know, put his will on this wound. It backfired on Sam with this vision, this, up, I mean, this worst case scenario vision. This that it's could be really a, malevolent. Yeah, a vision of the future. That's what you know. Talk about psychic. That, yeah, that's and, what and, he did. He foresaw yeah. people's deaths. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I never thought about it in that light, but I am so here for it because I'm so excited. I have always, always felt that that has been a hanging thread in the series. Mm-hmm. De- like uh, Sam's psychic powers and, yes. and the demon blood and the yes. influence of the demon blood. And it yes. is never, ever resolved. And like, and- if we're going back to season four, <gasps> season five vibes, like that is one of those things you can pull for Sam. B, I'm like fucking shaking. I'm so... You have just blown my mind wide I'm open. like trying to scream and my body has just like completely clamped shut. It's too excited. I'm so excited. Oh my god. You're right. Because see, okay, so Sam got this vision and and my first thought was... Uh, this was, this reminded me of season 11 when Sam was getting those visions of hell, uh, that he thought he felt were coming from God, but they were actually ultimately revealed to be from Lucifer. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was thinking of. That's what this felt like. But, but that was just too short sighted of me. Because it could just as easily not have been from three years ago, rather thirteen years ago. Mm-hmm. And and those visions that Sam used to have on, you know, like you said, on deaths that he could prevent. Yeah, like the vision that brought him oh to Ava, and like, and Max, and yeah. Uh, Oh my lord! Oh my lord! I'm okay. just like, what does We're it fine. mean? What does it mean? I'm so-, so excited. One second, thirty minutes. Let's go. 
<laughs> I mean, but but I really I have in my notes like we have a Lucifer Sam here. But it's not, is it? It's I'm really refusing not. it. I'm like, please don't. I want it to go back to the boy with the demon blood. King of hell. The boy king. king. of hell. Belfagar is <sighs> here with machinations we don't know yet. Shh. I can't. His namesake was the demon of, like, basically <laughs> divine invention. Like, the impossible invention. I'm like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh-huh, this is mm-hmm, fine. Mm-hmm. I... I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it now. Okay. I, I, I don't. I don't want to wait for the mid season finale. Like I know. And I like, it. we have our suspicions of when this is gonna play, just based off of the shaving people punting things video that came out earlier this week. But uh-huh. but we <sighs> will leave that. <laughs> okay. So wow. Yeah. I'm I'm here for it. So. We go from here to the sheriff wandering the abandoned town, and he is doing the final sweep. And uh, he is on. Is he actually on the phone with Dean here? Or um, no, he is mamming the woman in white. <laughs> Man, I was like, so we have yeah, we basically have the sheriff on the street, and the second that we started this scene, I'm like, oh, he's dead. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Here's our red shirt. Oh no. R.I.P. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. And yeah, he comes across the woman in white and he's trying to tell her, hey, we have an evacuation going on, don't you know? And no, no. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. We have, <laughs> we have uh, 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 oh my God. Sorry, my notes. Belf, Belfag. I, I wrote down the demon's name but mm-hmm. i left off two letters <laughs> so it's like <laughs> literally intelligible um uh we have dean and belfagar uh also walking in the streets and and belfagar says where are we gonna get this heart and dean says I w- we're heading to the moor hold your horses uh but surprise screams and yes death and and belfagar and dean run over to the sound of the sheriff's shouts and he is dead on the ground and belfagar this fucking character he's like oh neat yeah and like just finished saying like you know a fresh heart would be better and then here's a body lying here so he's just like perfect (laughs) <laughs> and he just calls Dibsy. He's like, there's a heart right there. Yoink. And Dean's like, dude, the fuck? Yeah, yeah. In between this, we did have that uh, uh, Cass, Sam, the mother and daughter, also on the street. Yeah, so meanwhile, Sam and Cass, they've left the house. They are walking the empty streets with this mom and daughter. And we can see John Wayne Gacy's ghost is looming. And there's this brief moment where the daughter stops and she's staring at this pond feature that is in one of these front yards. And there's nothing in it yet. But no, I'm like, I'm like, like, mom. This this girl is so fucking possessed. I thought demon it child. It feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> really did. I was like, this girl ain't okay. Uh, no, she ain't okay. 
Uh, but the mom realizes that her fucking kid in this party of four, like, she's not at a fucking Disneyland. She shouldn't be distracted. Yeah. She should have eyes just, on I'm her I'm gonna kid. let go of this hand right now. <laughs> oh, honey, you're by the water? Okay, that's fine. John Wayne Gacy appears with a fucking knife, and he's just grinning. And so, of course, the fight begins, and yes. Sam and Cass are, like, standing off with their shotguns and Cass is like, you know, it's only one ghost. And then these two other ghosts <laughs> crop up behind him. He's like, oh, okay. So three ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And then, and- yeah, back with Dean and Belfagar, um, they have seen the woman in white there now. And she is along the lines of like, I remember you, you sent me home and backhands Dean into a garbage bin. Yeah. Turns on Belfagar and and Balfour's like he he goes turncoat. He's like, yeah, I don't even know this guy. What, yeah, what? like hands up, raised, like with yeah, a heart well. in one hand. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she's like coming towards him. He's just bad ghost, bad ghost. <laughs> but she she almost I couldn't tell how to read this. She slashes at him, and his hand gets cut up. But it's not like he was tossed in the same way that Dean was. So I was like, is this like another hint that Belfagar is more than he seems or is this just maybe a ghost paper rock scissors against a demon can't win you know uh that's a good question I I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into it I just think that you know she does claw her victims yeah that's fair goes for the heart and and she was just attacking yeah yeah, because he, he doesn't get tossed or anything. He just kind of cringes down. And yeah. as she still is closing in on him, Dean is the one who has like an iron crowbar-esque thing and slashes through her and essentially banishes her for the first, for the yeah. moment. Yeah. Bal- uh, Balfagar pops up and he's like, uh, yeah, good job. Had you back the whole time. <laughs> That's the vibe I got. Is all. And yeah, Dean just unimpressed like spell now. Yeah, exactly. So back in suburbia, Sam and Cass are now like shooting at the ghosts and they're one of these appears between them and Sam just lines up and takes the shot immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh and and the ghost ghosts out before she gets hit, but that rock salt goes straight into Cass's chest and Cass's fucking face. You shot me. And he's so unimpressed and just like so good arms episode. flapping at the side, like really, yeah, really. And yes. Sam is just like, oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. And so Gacy has closed in on Sam and basically knocks him prone. The shotgun gets flung away and Cass is preparing to remove Gacy by firing at him. But then another spirit shows up against the mum and daughter. And so he has to choose. And so he takes the shot to try and remove this lady in black that's attacking them. Yeah, we've gone full on the ring with uh, Bloody Mary here, yeah. Yeah, and I don't recognize the other two. There's this, like, very tall, corpses-looking man and a woman who is in old black, I guess I'm going to say Victorian, because that's, like, the catch-all bin when you don't know the other types. (laughs) When it's any sort of garb dated past... 1920s. 1920s, yeah. (laughs) 
Um, you know what? That's a good. That's a good question because I also didn't recognize either of those two ghosts, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that they were uh, a monster of the week of some other yeah. she, uh, episode. She kind of placed me. I don't remember the episode. I think it was in seven, but there were the two sisters who pretend to be psychics and one uh. was actually psychic and she was assisting this dude in killing other people. I, she was giving me vibes of that character. Oh my god. I have only the very faintest recollection of what you're talking about. Well, and also because I'm describing like the girl with the thing in the episode. <laughs> well, no, but but it's funny because it's like, I know what you're talking about, but I have no idea what you're talking about. So, mm. so it was definitely an episode, but it just, it just kind of blasted me to the past. Like, oh my God, that did happen. <laughs> you know? It could very well be a callback or I could very well be making it up. Who knows? Well, that's how I feel about these other two ghosts. So. Yeah. I'm like, internet, explain. Yeah, <laughs> but she poofs out before that salt blast hits and she appears behind Cass and starts trying to choke him with her axe and I'm like baby angels don't work that way I but, know right um, so when we cut back to demon Belphegor um, Belphegor has the salt poured out there's the heart sitting on top of it and he's doing his latin hokey pokey song and <laughs> There's like this pulsing that happens and we're intersplicing the shot with what's going on with Sam and Cass and like Bloody Mary appears from the water and grabs the mom's ankle. But Belphegor finishes his recitation and the three pulses hit and then this red light just goes out in a circle from the salt pile and it's presumably stretching out that mile wide salt circle that was described earlier. Yeah, yeah. And we go back to Sam and Cass and we see that same wave of the spell past them and and they they can see it and they say that that must that was a spell. Yeah. Like and basically, okay, that line there, that's our finish line. Let's go yes. make sure we cross it. Yes. And and I, I, I just want to say the heart and salt spell here, it was like the one good special effect of the entire episode. So I dug it. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I really did. I love when, ma yeah, when magic comes out to play in a big way in this show, I'm like, God bless. Yeah. And Sam, Sam is standing here like, go, Cass, get them out. Yeah. Run, run for your life. I'll hold them off. I'll hold them all off. And, and I'm like, Sam, with your fucking gazelle gait, you can't take that last 20 yards. Also, like, Sam, ghosts, like, literally could not kill Cass if they tried. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, so he clearly wasn't counting rounds because he goes to use his salt <laughs> shotgun and it's empty. And then he's like, shit, I better run anyways. And I, was like, I loved that he like squares off like, okay, I'm the last frontier. Yes. I'll take that final stand. And he did. He like cocks it for one shot and he, mm -hmm. there's no, he's got nothing. So he's just like, like whoops, it turns tail and runs. Like I want to like, again, I'm like, hyper analyzing everything and i'm so sorry but 
Like, this is the scene we would typically see happen, like, in the dark, at night, climactic, you know, feel. But it's like the narrative isn't doing that. Like, we're still getting the story, but we're not getting it set up in the perfect picture way that Chuck would maybe do. So then the question, again, becomes, like, how much free will is actually at play here? Because if it was a story this would be their big final scene Uh before dawn breaks, you know, and there would be this intense moments that are happening under the cover of dark. But this isn't a story, so it's happening with ghosts during the day. And, like, the ghosts are running instead of just, like, popping up in front of them. Yeah. So it's those types of things that I was just, like, looking at on a meta level and being like, you know, it's interesting to see them like where they choose to play into story tropes and where they choose to break away from them. I, I don't know. I would like to ask that question and for us, but both to give an answer at the very end of this app to answer the question that um, Sam is really posing mm-hmm. is, are we free or are we still in the maze? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I would like to, you know, place bets against that, you know? I feel like that's at least on the front end of the season that that's going to be a big theme. Like, I yeah. feel like that struggle is going to be the one that unfolds pretty quick here. Right, right. I, I, I would like to see where we both stand on that. Because yes. Yeah. Because then we can see who's right and who's wrong at the end of the day. Oh, okay. (laughs) I just thought it was the playful sharing of ideas and Eh. her. (laughs) I'm I'm in it to win, B. I see. I I lost my scorecard. Where do I pick one of those up again? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So we have all four of them now sprinting for that finish line, as you say. Mm -hmm. Um and and Sam. He, he, those those legs have no trouble catching up to the no 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 and he just he just basically like grabs the daughter <laughs> and football tucks her into the elbow and is just running for the fucking touchdown <laughs> i know i know he's gonna spike her at the end there <laughs> he gets they get past the barrier they stop and and the the ghosts uh, run into that invisible wall. Yeah, and that Gacy knife is going to plunge, but it hits the barrier instead of hitting Sam's back. And they're all standing there, and Gacy continues to do his like, <laughs> like cackling <laughs> shit. Right? I know. And right? Sam's just had enough. Like I've had to deal with a clown this whole fucking time. Shut up. Oh no, we didn't even I can't believe we didn't have one clown joke. There wasn't any time. Uh, press A. No time. Press You're A. Right. You're right. Well, I know, but you know what? You know what? Here's my mental gymnastics to 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 oh, uh, please. excuse the writers. Uh there were multiple times this episode where ca- um Sam just kind of cowered when when Gacy was coming for him. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, uh, dude, your forearm is not gonna like fucking stop the knife. You need to get up and run, like get up and go, <laughs> dude. But uh, he uh, he tended to lose ground or like fall prone or whatever because 
not necessarily that Gacy was stronger, but this phobia of clowns gave him the edge. I would like to think that because otherwise he's just laying in the dirt with his arm over his head and he could have moved three seconds ago instead of I, waiting for the knife to come down. I think I think we pop this one down in clown town. Yeah. <laughs> That's Again, terrible. it's like trying to build the build the tension, build mm-hmm. the drama. And I'm like, it's a ghost. You're a Winchester. You three seasons ago you walked into an insane asylum and it collected 20 uh 200 like ghost souls you're i'm I'm like grab a fucking crowbar and then (laughs) just helicopter whirl it around you (laughs) know this is amateur hour okay relying too much on shotguns that's the lesson here lads Oh my gosh. Uh but but Sam standing on the other side of this barrier, he looks Gacy in the face and says, Shut up. And I'm like, Thank you, Sam. I'm been- standing up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Also, Sam is me. I've been saying this for the past ten minutes. Like, oh my god, Gacy. Oh, and yeah. It's, Are you it's, done yet? It's Gacy and I'm like, it's it's one thing to be pulling from, like, distant history, like, going for H.H. H. Holmes as, like, a real name pulling in. But, like, Gacy was the 70s. And, like, victims' families are still around. I don't know. It's just a weird kind of turf to kind of tread on is, like, a recent name, if you know what I mean. Yeah. There were also other clowns that they could have brought in. Uh, other, you know, ghosts that sam has faced off against yes and and i don't know i don't know to to attach i i understand what you're saying to attach the gacy name to this like generic clown spirit like yeah the clown that is kind of looking like the american horror story freak show clown oh yeah exactly yeah yeah they didn't try and attach it to gacy i'm not going to give american horror story more credit than I can possibly take away from it, but <laughs> at least they didn't attach a name that has like real world continued presence consequences, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. Two big fingers up at Gacy on the way out the door. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. We go to our next scene and it is the Impala driving up to the high school that was mentioned that this is the evacuation zone. And um, they have a brief moment where we can see the four crammed in the backseat is Belfagar and Cass flanking the mother and daughter and basically doing the quick rundown, like, you know, zip your lips, fed the whole angel, ghost, god thing. Like, you're going to just freak people out. And Cass steps out to let them out. And it looks like he was initially going to maybe walk with them or to see if they were okay. But it's Sam who actually kind of sidles in and is going to walk them to the door. Small side note, but way to, like, shove the 10-year-old against the demon with no eyes. Well, we already got the feeling that she's possessed. So it's like (laughs) demon by demon. Like, whatever. (laughs) I'm only joking, but, like, yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah. We have four crammed into the back, so. And uh, yeah, there's yeah, a Sam. cute little moment with the little yeah. girl just going, thank you, at Sam. and The first Sam. thing she says the whole episode. Yes. 
Yeah. But but like you said, we may have gotten the uh the feeling that uh, Cass was going to be the one to to you know deliver them to safety by uh take them that final step. But uh, the little girl says thank you and Sam is the one that escorts them to the door. Yes. And so Cass is standing outside the Impala and watching them go and Dean exits as well. He goes over to Cass and asks if he's okay. And Cass starts in going, yes, but but Dean just <sighs> goes, good. And then later days out of there. Yeah, that was harsh. It was rude, but like also kind of funny. <laughs> Man, I mean, the, the thing that gets me is that uh, Dean comes to Cass and mm-hmm. we know he's mad. Mm-hmm. We we know he's mad. Absolutely. I've been expecting this the whole episode. I've been waiting for this moment. Um, but it still came as kind of a you know, a, a shock to me because Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because uh, Dean comes to Cass and asks, "Are you okay?" And there's such like relief in in Cass, I think, for yeah. for a moment. Things are normal for him. Yeah, because he's just looking for that redemption. He's always looking for that redemption. That's who Cass is. I don't think that he... I don't think that he should be looking for redemption. I think that he should be looking for an apology. Honestly. Is what he's owed. Like, Dean still has that wrath that's bubbling within him. And he hasn't really had a place to let go of it yet. And he can see he still is struggling with how much he continues to blame Jack for Mary's death. Like, he's saying, like, the kid didn't deserve this. And, like, he was our kid. You can see that he's not completely divided himself from Jack and the legacy of what things happened there. I don't know if it's Jack, though. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know that it's Jack at all. I think that a lot... I don't think that there was much anger towards Jack. Um, Well, he absolutely had anger in season 14. But what I'm saying is that Jack's dead, so that outlet for anger is essentially Uh gone for him. But Cass is still standing there and can take a hit or two. And so Dean is pointing them that way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I, 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 fe- I can feel that. But, uh, and just as in season 14, uh, that anger is being misdirected. Absolutely. But Cass is still taking those hits. Now, the difference is, is that Cass is taking those hits, but... I think that we see in Cass this um, kind of dawning to what unveil understanding or realization that he he doesn't he actually does not deserve that, and he and he's always like I said looking for redemption, but mm-hmm. I think that we also see some frustration in him building, and I Absolutely. think it's going to break at some point soon. Yeah, because what we saw in 14 was Cass building confidence in his place in this family. And he struggled when the pressure came on and he had doubts about Jack's state of his soul. But 
ultimately Cass had decided just too late that he was going to go and confront his fear and tell the worst that he suspected to Sam and Dean. So what we saw in 14 was Cass building confidence in himself. And I feel like what we're seeing at the start of 15 is that Cass has that old pattern where he's taking the hits. And what I am optimistic for is that he decides that he doesn't need to put up with that or he has enough confidence to say no you're out of line doing that and to redraw those relationship lines that's what i want to see uh and and i think that that's what we're building up to and i am very excited to see yes i'm very hopeful about that yeah yeah but still i mean regardless uh it's not I, okay to be it's not a- punching your friend like not your pre- your friend shouldn't be your punching bag because you know they can take it like your friend should be your friend yeah yeah and and i i, I don't you know this is the final season i don't want to see uh our characters pitted against each other so yeah <sighs> but um but I did like this scene a lot. I did. I did. I mean, this scene is not a scene. It's a line. <laughs> yeah, but like the shorthand There's that so we were seeing there. Packed like, into it. Exactly. Dean is still angry. He still needs to make sure Cass is okay, but he doesn't want to get more invested than that. Like, yeah. like it, it goes back to the, like, you're, you're a lodestone there. I need to just make sure I can touch base against you. Okay, you're still fine. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. It's I think that there's a lot that Dean is taking for granted. Mm-hmm. And and that needs to be addressed. Yeah. And that maybe and he hasn't even building... realized he's taken for granted. Yeah. yeah, I think that we're building towards it being addressed. I hope so. Which I, is I, so I... interesting and I love it. I love it. I'm so here for it. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then in the back of this happening, like the camera pans to seeing Cass looking really sad. <laughs> and then over his shoulder, there's Belfagar being like, awkward. <laughs> like, what was that one? That one um, Twitter post that was uh, a screenshot of, of Belfagar's face in that moment. And then the caption was, he senses the gay drama. Yes. And- <laughs> I love it. It's uh, like, yeah, that's Twitter's what that so was. It, it's it's hilarious, but yeah. um, yeah, okay, fine. You did endear me to Balfagar a little bit right there, but and like I still see like Balfagar being sort of a tool of discontent. Like he is going to be something that's very antagonistic towards Cass. Like his presence is going to be grating and something that Cass has already said he can't tolerate, but Sam and Dean seem to be okay with. So like Belphegor just existing. And like, the reason why I'm saying this is because he goes to Cass like, Oh, do you want to talk about it? And Cass, you could tell would like bump his shoulder roughly into Belphegor as he walked. If that was something that Cass would ever do. And if it was something he could stomach doing to the corpse of his dead kid, you know, like. Right, right. And, and I mean, back on that Chuck thing, I mean, we pan over to this, like, this viewer who is just kicking back mm-hmm. and enjoying Pop and the show. Yeah, yeah. And then he tries to, you know, insert himself into the story. He tries to, you know, get himself 
integrated into it all to say like oh do you want to talk about it like tell me more yeah and and cast is in with it but uh, yeah like belfagar whoever he is is sitting front row seats to the drama yeah yeah so we'll see how that goes uh so we're rounding out the last bit of this scene and it is sam and dean reconvening at the trunk of the impala yep and, and we get the small Winchester feels. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. There's you can see Dean what he's doing is he's prepping the first aid kit. And Sam shows up and he's still talking the case. Like he's saying that they have maybe one or two days before a federal department shows up. Like the real FBI is going to be here. They're going to catch wind of this. And like, what the fuck are we going to do? The clock is ticking. Yeah. And Dean is just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyways, show me your gunshot wound because we haven't had a moment to think about it. And I need to make sure you're okay. Right, and... right. When they do, and when they do get that first moment to slow down, Dean does uh, default into that caretaker. Yeah, He's and make sure you know his what? It really okay. made me think about it. It really did make me think about that. Um, Dean, <sighs> Dean did. You know, the kickoff of all this conflict was him prepared to kill the 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 person that he came to think of as a as a son Mm -hmm. and and then to find out that he was kind of tricked into that mindset and to know that he was manipulated into it but still he was the one who was willing to kill his his son and i would add in the process also leave sam alone because yeah. killing jack would kill him yeah i think that there is some guilt uh that that dean is struggling with and uh and he is uh trying to make amends in a way yeah that he's taking a moment with sam and trying to be that caretaker again to him when just the last episode it was like he was going to step away he was going to do this whether or not sam wanted him to yeah yeah and dean says uh what he's what he's saying is uh he's demanding that uh, sam let him look at the gunshot wound and he and dean is asking how much does it hurt are you okay mm-hmm. and there's no exit wound to this shot yeah, yeah, which again, it's like I'm side-eyeing that mm-hmm. energy. Implications. And, and the implications of that. Uh, how will this infection spread as it is? Um, but uh, Sam is being like very dismissive of his uh, pain and and the severity of the wound but whatever uh, Dean's not hearing any of it he says let me look at it he's like fighting a four year old Sam yeah. and uh, to distract Sam uh, just as, as they were little uh, he says do you remember how I used to do this do you remember how I used to get your mind off of the hurt uh, I and Sam says, yeah, you, you would tell stupid jokes. And Dean says, knock, knock. And yeah. okay, RIP me. So, I know. 
it was so cute and like you could see sam being like oh like of course i'm gonna give in and before he really like dean doesn't answer he just immediately puts the disinfectant onto the wound and gives the smirk and goes still got it (laughs) like (laughs) yeah he doesn't even finish his joke i'm like i wanted to hear that knock knock I'm like it was the biggest dad joke that Dean could pull in the moment. Like I know, oh, I know. God bless. Yeah, and uh, uh, but but that I don't know kindness that that warm heart feeling aside. That now history. Yeah. It's time to bring on the fucking pain. Where uh we we do we do bring it to somewhere serious where Dean is fretting about what what does it all mean? Mm-hmm. But like that this conversation we've been hinting at the whole episode, this is where it's happening. Like yeah. they finally are going to discuss what Chuck meant by the end when he said that. And yeah. Dean is recognizing the maze that they've been running their whole lives, and he's been thinking you know, we this whole time we thought we were free. So, what does it mean that the whole time we weren't? Yeah, yeah. He says, like, sure, we have the choice. The and you can hear the quotes around choice. We had the choice to turn right or turn left, but we were still in the maze, and yeah. it was all for Chuck's entertainment. Yeah. But I really love where Sam takes this. I yes. really, and it's something that I didn't think about. Uh, on the you know grand scheme of things but i love what sam is saying here and that well this is what chuck does isn't it he pulls the rip cord he throws the draft away he this is what he did with the apocalypse world this is what he's done with Mm -hmm. all of his worlds it when they stop entertaining him when it stops being fun he just he just leaves them to die, right? Yeah. And he he bails yeah. and here Sam is making the argument that that's actually a good thing. Exactly, exactly. Because because now where we didn't have free will before, now we are free. Now we are alone. But alone is the good here alone yeah. is what we want to be because now we make our own choices and now we do have the opportunity to save the world without you know on our own yeah so yeah like what what i wrote down was that both sam and dean are reflecting on the nature of nihilism yeah. as it reflects on life's meaning you know if you think life is meaningless there's two ways to take that there's the bleak way which is there is no inherent meaning in life so what's the point and the other way to take it is there's no inherent meaning in life so i get to make whatever meaning i want yeah and that's what we're kind of sensing as dean's going like what does it what did our actions even mean in the big picture? And Sam is going, like, even if it was a choose left or choose right, we were still making the choices to save people, and we did. And that does have meaning. Exactly, exactly. Because Dean does say, what good did we do? And Sam says, we did do good. Yeah. 
it meant a lot what we did. We saved, we still saved people. Yeah. Yeah. So I really, really liked where Sam brought this. Yes. And and the perspective that Sam brought to it. And and this is where that question comes in, right? It, it, we have to ask ourselves, do we think that God still has a hand in everything? Or do we think that that's what... Do we side with Sam, basically? Yeah, because yeah, Sam seems convinced that Chuck has either already bailed or his bailing is imminent like he figures he's gone but i'm saying that sounds too neat and tidy i can see chuck throwing a temper tantrum but being like no i you guys are still my favorite show i'm gonna get you back on track like i can i just i i feel like this whole maze metaphor there's still a larger maze around them that they're not clear on yet because they haven't reached one of the walls yeah yeah and and unfortunately i do agree i i uh, okay so this is my final takeaway for the episode in that I think that this conversation, as long as um, a lot of just the tone of this episode, tying in past and future, the humor, uh, this conversation here is is setting the tone for the whole season. Yes. And I love this episode for uh, doing that so strongly. It's, it's, I come out of episode one knowing what to expect from, from just the mood of season 15. And, and I I also like where it's going. Yes. So. We've taken the past and we're re-examining it in a new light. Yes. Yes. Because... I got a little ahead of myself, but talking about taking the past and 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 bringing it into the future. I mean, we we end on uh Dean saying, "So it's us versus three billion," and and Sam looking dejected says, "Looks like it." And yeah, what's one more apocalypse, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Dean just has to laugh and says, "I I like those odds," mm-hmm. and Sam does too. So we face off at the trunk, and yes, yes. and and we say, "You know what that means? It means we've got work to do," and we flash straight back to episode one. We even oh see like the one fractional moment of fucking babies slamming shut the trunk that pilot callback and season 15 is happening and i am not ready season 15 is happening yep 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 so that's my that was the end of the episode and that is my final takeaway um we uh, that one scene pretty much encapsulates it all uh yes we do have glimpses into the past but we are bringing all of that history into the future with our characters who have learned yes from their history yeah this isn't their first rodeo they're coming in with clear eyes now i love it i love it i love it i love it this is great 
It's this is yes, I love it. Yeah. It, it I I'm so excited. Yeah. That's that's my episode one. How about you? What's your final takeaway? Oh my god, I think I, my paranoia <laughs> is demanding me to pick Belphegor and the implications uh-huh. there. Like uh-huh. it just it feels like Cass is right to suspect him. I am excited with the idea that Rowena is going to be here in the next episode and possibly in the same space as Belphegor if she's going to have further insight to this demon and his magical prowess. You know, she'll have some insight onto the salt ring spell, those types yeah. of things. I'm very curious about this. What quote, she has unquote, to say. Yeah. 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 And just like in his first five minutes, he gets Sam, Dean, and Cass to hand over angel blood. And like, what does a torturer in hell who was last on earth during what sounds like really old times, like what what's he doing with a repertoire of spells? All of these things, I'm just like... The I Belfagar becomes my takeaway. What's yeah. going on there? I'm very intrigued and excited to see where this goes. Me too, me too. Because I really liked his character this episode, and um, and I also really enjoyed the inherent potential of his character. Yeah. Uh, so I do want to see where we take him yeah is he an ally is he an instrument of discord like is he there to break up the group you know he's not an ally i don't oh but he's trying to be so i'm just like implications paranoia intrigue it's a speculation it's a fucking decision tree of scenarios like we have a flow chart here yeah that We'll see what decisions episode two makes for us and where we can further speculate down the road. Yeah. Yeah. But as it is, that was season 15, episode one, Back and to the Future. Back and to the Future. Next week, we will be covering season 15, episode two, Raising Hell. Oh, my God. And we will be very happy to see you guys there. Yes. Uh, as always, you can reach out to us on our Tumblr, Twitter, uh, email, or website. Uh, we have our Patreon launched, and officially we do have Season 15 uh, patron-exclusive content. Uh, we will be each week putting out our notes for the episodes. We will be putting out our after talk uh, for each season 15 episode. Yeah. You guys can go over to Patreon and hear our sort of candid response to the episode fresh off watching it. And we would just love to see you guys there. And we look forward to talking again and having you guys here next week. Yep, yep. Well, we'll see you guys there. Bye. Bye. just made fun of me for confusing Bruce Willis and Kiefer Sutherland, but I feel that that is a legitimate... Do you know who I'm talking about? I'm trying to place (laughs) Kiefer Sutherland's face. Kiefer Sutherland is a 24 guy. Yes, but I'm like drawing the 24 (laughs) logo instead of his face. (laughs)